0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer's City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. Just as children imitate their
1: parents, we should imitate Christ. His great love for us led him to sacrifice himself so that we might live, and our love for others should be of the same kind, a love that goes way beyond affection to a self-sacrificing type of service. We're in Ephesians chapter five today, and we're gonna begin with verse two, where Paul the apostle writes, "'Be full of love for others, "'following the example of Christ, who loved you, "'and gave himself to God as a sacrifice "'to take away your sins. And God was pleased, for Christ's love for you was like sweet perfume to him. And walk in love, be full of love, our text says. We like that part of the passage, don't we? It kind of seems like a mantra, a byline of the greater church today. If you're out there, you know you hear it repeatedly, you know, a call to just love each other, quote unquote. But i got to ask, what does that really mean? I mean, who defines just what love is? Because frankly, if we're going to let God define that kind of love, then we as the corporate church are failing miserably in this today. Most often the definition used is one that is earthly and is human. It's kind of a Hollywood version. One that's nebulous and fluid and really based on emotion. Its main characteristic is that it feels good and overtly and innately contains copious amounts of tolerance. When we say no, or when we call someone into biblical accountability, when we correct or even rebuke, well, most often we're criticized as unloving. Yet I have to ask what kind of parent, if they're a good and godly parent, would accept that kind of definition when it comes to their child whom they say they love? Is it love to let your child get eaten by a wolf? Is it love if I let you be eaten by a wolf? But such a version of love is not what we want as an earthly and fleshly individual. And we have the room to reject it and criticize it because of the proverbial church down the street. You know, that church that accepts our definition. And they do so because Well, it wants warm bodies in the pews more than it wants to stand in God's righteousness. The verse says, walk in love in the King James. Walk in love, be full of love for one another. Well, please note again, that's not sitting in it. And that's not just believe it. This clearly calls us to a version of love that moves Paul even gives us a further explanation of that movement. He says, "Quote: As Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God, for a sweet smelling aroma. The love that we are to practice is, and this is so important, the same version for which Christ loved us. So let me ask you: If that's the definition, how hip and tolerant was?" Christ and and how hip and tolerant is he today? How does Christ love us? Well, again, we have to know him in order to know the answer to that, I guess. That's why it's easy to see those who don't know him. Our love is to mimic his love. One that truly gives our very selves as an offering and sacrifice to God. Now, please note that fact. Because many of us we're saying that we love God and we love others, but we are quite unwilling to give ourselves to further that plan and agenda, his plan and agenda. It is therefore, according to God's definition of love, just a lie. It's really nothing more than mere imagination. The true believer is to practice a form and definition of love that overtly and innately gives himself as an offering and a sacrifice. That is God's love. Seeing such clearly presented in Scripture certainly renders our reluctance and our resistance to service and self surrender as far more than foolish and misdirected, but it goes so far as to present such as anti God, as something that is contrary to Him and contrary to salvation.
0: That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson